Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. So Star Wars Land is open. Well, it's called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge <sighs> Black Spire Outpost Batuu. Is the Bright Suns, Louie. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I mainly call it Star Wars Land. You both have been and I have not. Mostly it's because I'm I'm like irritated with Disneyland's crowds in general and so I was super phobic about going to Disneyland with this thing that I knew had small areas and would be just choked with people but it sounds like it's always empty or something yeah. I don't understand yeah, why. Yeah it's kind of crazy not only is the park feeling a little empty but that area in general I think uh, I think they built it out big enough that it doesn't yeah. feel crowded. Right now, you have to use the app to make a to make a reservation through certain windows during the day. Is that correct? Yeah, Greg, do you know how this works? Roughly. I, well, I know the first day. So two days ago was the first day it was kind of opened to the public without having a, a hotel reservation, essentially. They did have a system where you could book on your phone and you get a, you get a push notification to saying, hey, come back now. We're ready for you. Right. But I was told that today and yesterday they did they didn't do it at all. It's just a fast pass. It's just, it, it functions oh, it? just like a fast pass. Yep. So you use a kiosk? Yeah, they co-opted various fast pass kiosks around the park to handle the same thing. And the return window is really large, too. It's like a two-hour return window, which is... I imagine that if you've got other stuff to do, you can't just pick up and go there whenever. I mean, mm -hmm. people have reservations and stuff and shows to see. So. so let's talk about just the general layout of the land first. Like, it's got two entrance, entrances, right? One from Frontier. Three, actually. Three, okay. Two from the Big Thunder area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one over on the far side by the Hungry Bear Restaurant. Right. So which one did you enter in, Louie? Oh, I, it was my understanding that everyone, all of the people, went through the Hungry Bear Restaurant location. That might be true. That's what we did. Yeah. I asked about it when we were there, because I was worried about it, to be honest. I knew that the cantina was at the far end in the corner. Yes. I have, like, the hardest chance of getting over there quickly. So you can't make advanced reservations. You make reservations at the time that you enter the so land. You go over there and you say, I want to do it, and then they'll give you a text yeah. notification back oh, when you can actually. Boy, yeah. That's confusing. <laughs> it's a virtual queue. It's yes. a virtual queue. I got you. It doesn't seem that confusing to me. Everything was pretty straightforward when we did it. Should we go into the cantina? Yeah, let's let's roll. I assume that it's like uh, like the Star Wars cantina from Star Wars. It has you know sort of a, 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 an assortment of rogues in there and some alien drinks. And so it's a it's a bar and a restaurant basically. Although the, the food offerings are pretty limited, it's mainly it's, a bar. Yeah, it's one. It's really just a bar snack thing. It's not even really a food option at all, right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, and it does it, it resemble. It's not it's not a dead ringer for the one in Star Wars, but it mm -hmm. certainly right. resembles it. Yeah. There's sort of a horseshoe kind of u-shaped bar a second layer of standing tables and then a third layer of fairly large booths that probably mm -hmm. seat like eight or eight to ten people yeah um and you get seated at one of those and you don't really move from there you're, they tell you you are supposed to stay there i, see. I mean if you want to go to the restroom you can but like you you don't wander around and just take your drink to a different table you stay where you're where you're set yeah we were at the bar Oh, you went to the, yeah, you went to the bar. I went to the bar the first time, and then the second time I was at the table thing in the middle. What do you like better? I like the bar better, I think. I want to see the stuff that's at the bar, you know? So the drinks come from these huge, cool dispensing machines, and then there are sort of like little alien-type things kind of in fish tanks and so on that are allegedly supplying mm -hmm. materials for the drink, like the eggs or whatever that you'll actually see appear in the, in the drinks. Oh, that's fun. And so all the drinks are pre-mixed? I think so. 
Are they? I guess I didn't see anyone mixing a drink. I think they're all pre-mixed or 95% pre-mixed. Maybe yeah. there's some that have one thing they add on at the end yeah. or something. And they have some various beers on tap, too. And all the taps are funny, do too. Do they do with the beers like they do with the Coke products, where they, they're real beers, but they're like space beer? Well, they don't have like a fake Budweiser, no, do no. they? They didn't like do like Arabesh logos for this stuff. They just renamed the real beers that they're using. It still lists the real beer. It's like... At the restaurant, which we'll get to later, they like it's chicken, but they call it like tip yip. And it's like, OK, whatever. yeah, yeah, that's kind of what they're doing with the beer. They're just naming it a different thing, but they tell you what it actually is. Capacity of this place from your description. It sounds like it's relatively small. I'll say 120. Oh, that's not bad. It's not huge, but it's definitely not small either. It's pretty. Yeah, it, no. You're also quite densely packed in there. Yes. I got a few different kinds of drinks. There was one of them that was like, I had the thing called the Bespin Fizz or Bespin something or another. Uh -huh. It was all fun and everything because I think they put like dry ice in the bottom. So it is constantly in a state of bubbling. And it's oh, really, yeah. it's like, it's super fun, but it's also like difficult to drink. I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's fun. I like that. I enjoy that. But overall, I would have to say that the drinks, they were, um, they tasted like typical Disney Parks cocktails so i had one i had the jet fuel i think is what it was called and mm -hmm. actually it was excellent i was shocked because really? i was expecting pretty poor drinks uh -huh. i only had this one and I, I sampled the one that my my wife lynn had and that was kind of a mango-y kind of fruity thing that wasn't bad mm -hmm. but it wasn't very exciting yeah um, but mine was like had like like chili pepper and bourbon mm. Mm -hmm. uh, which could easily be done wrong, but they did it actually right. exactly right. And it was nice. way better than any drink I've ever had at Trader Sam's or anywhere else at Disneyland. Wow, that's great. So I got, I got lucky. Yeah, that's that's honestly kind of shocking. Yeah, I tried three different drinks, and I wasn't impressed really by any of them, other than the novelty of them, which is not really why I have drinks, but I understand that a lot of people, when they're on vacation, like mm -hmm. novelty drinks. So I yeah. get it, you know, but... I've heard they're also yeah. kind of weak. Right? Mine was not weak. It was quite small, I'll say, but uh -huh. it wasn't weak. When it came out, I felt a little cheated. Like, it was a very, very small glass. Mm -hmm. But once I drank it, I realized it was pretty strong, and I felt like it was, I mean, I think it was like a 14 or $15 drink, which is oh, wow. not cheap. Yeah. But I didn't feel ripped off either. That's good. Greg, did you uh, did you get the bar snack? Did you get the weird mix We got thing? the bar snack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, How it was like, like it? a mixture of like... Mainly like sort of Asian crackers and wasabi yep. peas and yep. a couple other clever things. There was a lotus root in there and that looks that looks pretty alien. So that's pretty cool. The presentation was great. Like it yes. looked the plate Agreed. of stuff looked looked good. It looked yep. alien and it tasted yep. pretty good. I'm kind of amused at Disney's practice of making alien food. That's basically Asian food <laughs> that has been sort of like dyed a different color yep. or put some boba balls on top of it. That's pretty much it. Yeah, they do some, seem to have that sort of trend with either either the Galaxy's Edge food or the Avatar uh, mm. Pandora food. Yeah. I was thinking as a joke, like, well, what else are they going to do? Like, are they going to take like a bratwurst and dress that up? But they do that. <laughs> they do. Over yeah. in Ronto's Roasters, yeah. that's actually yeah. what they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's true. Really it, it's weird. They put like a sausage in a pita and it's just like oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I mean, that's what they do. They're trying to make a silly hot dog. Right. And it, yeah. it works. It's totally fine. The cantina looks great. Rex is the DJ. Rex from Star yeah. Tours. The, yeah. you know, Pee Wee Herman. I, yep. I assume he yep. did the voice. He did. Uh, in he this did. round mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And so he spins tunes and. But this Greg, is where I think I know place. where I know where you're getting with this. You you love how many aliens just fill the area like every typical Star Wars cantina. <laughs> well, this was my gripe about the cantina <clears throat> is <clears throat> that there were no aliens. There were it was just vacationers yeah. and then Rex. And that was basically it. 
Yeah. And to me, like what a Star Wars cantina is, is this kind of freak show of aliens, mm-hmm. um, like mm-hmm. a zoo almost. Yeah. And uh, they didn't satisfy that at all yeah. to me. Like they could have had like a tier of aliens like above you or uh-huh. or maybe like behind a, a wall you could sort of halfway see through. Like there, I know yeah. you can't interact with, with aliens necessarily, but I feel like there, there should have been a presence there. They yeah. could even do it if they wanted to do it really inexpensively. They could do it with like shadows or like reflections off things. Sure, just to give yeah. them, just to give it. Yeah, it life. could be another room. It could be another room. Do your weird Matterhorn, yeah. uh, you know, TV effect and just make it look like it's a TV that's behind it. It's fine. But well, like in the yeah. Star Tours queue, they have those Mon Calamari that are sitting up in the control yeah. room above you yeah. Uh, yeah. when you're like walking by C-3PO. That could have been done very easily and that would yeah. have been something. Yeah. And I just I felt that felt mm-hmm. like a missed opportunity. But it also made me wonder, I, I like the fact that it was a bar, but should this have been kind of a show? Should it mm-hmm. like an attraction? Yeah. I'll use the Tiki Room as an analogy. I, I don't want it to be like campy uh, singing, but... Yes. What if it were like there were like a, a dozen or so kind of stage vignettes that had animatronics involved uh-huh. and you are hanging out in the, in the cantina and you, you get a few of these during the time you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if like a show slash attraction might have been a better format for this. Here's the thing. You're not wrong. <laughs> this is the most upsetting part. That's what the concept art was. The concept art was this. If you go look at the concept art for the Star Wars Cantina they were going to build, there were like three different pieces of artwork they did. One had like an aquarium at the bar with like this alien swimming in it. That was Uh awesome. And then there was this other one where there was an alien singing at like a stage and there was a bunch of people just sitting at low tables. And then there was this third one where they had like somebody sitting around with these like shades. There is, as you know, Greg, there's no outside light coming into this thing right there is no windows there is no stage at all and there's absolutely no aquarium or no alien in sight Mm -hmm. and it's like well what happened here this i don't want to say that this is necessarily value engineering but like the bar itself like what's behind the bar is the cool stuff everything else they could have done way better it was all very attractive. Like, it was designed well. I just felt mm-hmm. like th- th- they were heading in kind of the wrong direction with it. It sounds right. like they just they just thought that Rex was enough. You know, like, yeah. like, I, like we can't do a band, so what, what do we do instead? Well, we can, well make, no. we can get a DJ. Okay, who's right. the DJ? You know, I think, I think that's their logic. Now that we're talking about the music stuff, Greg, did you also find it kind of weird that there is no, like, musical entertainment in the land at all? Yeah, I guess, I guess there wasn't. You're right. I mean... First of all, that's a very common Disneyland thing. There's, like, mm-hmm. bands everywhere. And then, and then you get into Star Wars era, and it's just mostly silent because, yeah. you know, there's, there's ships going on, but there's actually no background music in the area, which I actually think right. is pretty cool. Yeah. But like, but there's no music from the area. And that usually is a thing that we see, especially on that side of the park. There's no alien bands. They're not playing any music. There's no one in the cantina playing music. I mean, Rex is. The main complaint I've heard across everybody is the whole land has no aliens and or, yeah. or, or oh, wandering yeah. droids. And like, yes. that's what's going to give it the most life because it has no streetmosphere. I think that's the issue is it looks like Star Wars. And it feels like Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it but at the same time, it doesn't move or sound like Star Wars. Not yet. Yeah. And it's yeah. not to say that, I mean, I think we all know there will be droids there. Like, there mm-hmm. will be droids moving around. It's going to happen. And whether or not they employ enough actors in the area to be aliens or introduce more animatronics. I mean, there are aliens. We know that. There's animatronics. There's two animatronics at least for this. 
but they're in attractions or in a shop. They're not like out. Yeah. yeah. And I imagine that that's coming, you know, like, like this feels like, this so. feels like a beta to me. Like in every, every, from everything I've heard, it's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're working out kinks. I will say, I will say, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I love the place. It's just yeah. that this is like a nitpick. You could repurpose half the stormtroopers and, you know, just, just make some new alien costumes and just make them make more characters that are walking around that aren't stormtroopers. You're right. I did see several stormtroopers. I saw. Yep. Um, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They, so there's... that was that was good, and I saw uh, what's his face. Why can't I think of his name? Kylo. Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo yeah. Ren. Yeah. Um, so, so there's yeah. So I we did get that. Yeah, there is Kylo Ren. There is Chewbacca, which technically classifies as an alien. There's also Rey, and there's about like twenty stormtroopers, and then there's like also uh, Vi Marathi, who is a resistance. Spy. Is Rey just on vacation? Like, what's her story in the? Well, I think it's a resistance base, right? So she's she's there with like like with Chewie and like with Vi Marathi. They're all like mm-hmm. resistance people, and then the First Order is there to try to find them, to try to understand mm-hmm. where this where their like base is. It's a very mm-hmm. classic Star Wars story, right? Like, where's the rebel base? So like, that's yeah. it. That's the story. So uh, to, to rewind a little bit, the main complaint that I personally have with Pandora is the same complaint as this in that there are no aliens in it. And that's right. weird. You know, yeah. it's 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 just like I'm sure that like casual guests are so confused by this because you're going to an alien planet. Oh, where are the aliens at? Because there's characters in every other element of the park <laughs> except for yeah. these things, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and it's, it seems like such a missed opportunity to me to, like, the excuse I've heard in Pandora is, be- is because the Navi are eight, nine feet tall or whatever, and they can't do it. It's like, well, they can. I'm sure they can figure it out. You know, they're smart people. They have people that are in these big mech suits, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, they have, the like, suits. in place. And that's a good idea. Which is fine. It's fine. It's a yeah. good idea. It works. Yeah. It works. There was one amazing thing in the cantina that I did not experience. I've only seen in a video since then, but I should mention it just because it was so well done and so cool. So one of the things you can do at Galaxy's Edge is buy a droid. And when you buy that droid, it's small. It's like a foot tall, and you can carry it around in this little cardboard box with you as you walk around the land. If you take the droid... Oh, let me back up again. If you, The cantina scene in Star Wars... So Luke and 3PO and R2 walk into the cantina and there's this box over on the wall that flashes these blue lights <laughs> when C3PO walks by. Yeah. And the bartender says, "Hey, we don't no serve droids. that kind here, yeah. right?" So the droids have to leave. So if you walk into the cantina with your droid in a box and you walk by it, they have that same box there on the wall mm-hmm. and the same blue lights light up and freak out that you're taking your droid <laughs> into the cantina because it can detect the RF signal from the droid. The droid's yeah, always right, emitting a signal. Right. Yeah, that was incredibly cool. I thought that's very. That's cool. a lot of. Fun. These droids are pretty cool too. I didn't. I didn't get one myself or build one, but there's a lot of cool functionality they have. Like when they yeah. they interact with the land, and they also interact with other droids. So if they're in proximity, they'll kind of like just chirp at each other, which is really smart and very adorable. So we did the droids. We didn't do the lightsabers, and right. it was it was a good experience. It was yeah. it was nicely done. From what I've heard from people, it seems like the droids are a more fun long-term experience than the lightsabers are. I think when we talk about it as a toy, I think absolutely. As far as Uh like a collector's item, I think that it's the other way around. I think, I mean, I got the lightsaber, I didn't do the droid, so I'm opposite of Greg here. And like, I don't know, the droid isn't real scale, of course, because that's ridiculous. So the droid is like small scale. It's like a little bit bigger than a HomePod, right, Greg? Uh Yes. Yeah. It's it's about a foot tall and there's two form factors. There's BB-8 style or R2 style. Mm -hmm. And I was actually shocked. I was like, I couldn't believe the BB-8 one actually worked. 
Like that it would actually right, roll right. around. But it's super cool. It does work. Yeah. yeah. So is that yeah. the one you got, the BB eight stuff? We well I have two kids and they each got one. Uh one Fantastic. of the one of each. And so nice. that was the right way to go. Yeah, I mean, right. should I talk about the droid thing first? Yeah, go yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um the droid depot is what it's called, and you it's it's near the front of the land and you get in line, basically, is what you do. Um and when we got in line, the woman told us it was gonna be Wait, can yeah, I hold on? Hour. You said you said you get in line is basically what you do is like the perfect description of Disneyland. Like that is, <laughs> right, is right. absolutely what. <laughs> well, it so is. so the reason that that's maybe of note here is this is a shop. Mm-hmm. It's a shop where they're right, going to charge right, you a hundred dollars, right. and yeah. you still wait in line for it. Yeah. And yeah. this was news to the people behind us. We waited. <laughs> okay, so the woman told us it was going to be a forty-five minute, no, an hour and a half wait. Holy we were cow. there, and we I, we decided to do it. It turned mm-hmm. out it was about a twenty-five minute wait. Oh, <laughs> so it was she was way off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. so we got to the front, and it's dawning on the people behind us that there's a big sign that says ninety-nine dollars above uh-huh. the, ah, where right. we're where we're heading, and they had no idea. I think they thought you, you know, was there was a droid building here, but they kind of right. had no idea that the droids cost a hundred dollars. Right. Um, yeah. There was no yeah. advanced signage, so they waited a half an hour for something that they maybe didn't want, which is mm-hmm. kind of bad. Yeah, that was I that agree. was. An, I think they were not super happy at that point, but I think I think they may have done it anyway. So anyway, we we picked our two droids, and it's pretty cool. Like um, above you, it's styled nicely. They, above you, they have like like a. Uh, like a conveyor where they're carrying droid parts kind of above your head, like go, the way the Star Tours used to, how it used oh, to have sure. stuff that was hanging yeah, yeah. And, and going through around. They do that there. And then you walk over to an assembly line, and it's just all droid parts. It's legs, heads, bodies, etc. And you just pick the ones you want. You pick the style you want, and you pick the color you want. And based on whether you, you have an R2 or a BB-8 style, they give you a tray, and it has a template that shows the parts you need. Uh-huh. Um, and so you, you match up the shape, and you put them in the template, and once you fill that up, you've got enough to build your that droid. That's a cool idea. Then you walk over to the assembly area, and they have this cool kind of dangling... A screwdriver, almost like you'd see at some some PC uh, manufacturer or something when they're assembling stuff together. Uh-huh. You, it's on, it's on a cord, and you pull the cord, and then you can you can screw your droid together. Oh, neat! Um, Cute. And it's that. it's really well done. And so you put it together, and then you put the droid kind of next to you. Uh, there's like a little kind of docking station there for it, and you push a big red button, and that calls the attendant over, and they activate it. I think they do the pairing then with your remote control. They give you the remote control then, and and there's some sort of Bluetooth pairing that goes on, I think. And then you've got your droid. That's fun. And it was really well done. I mean, it takes about, you know, 15 minutes, I guess, or, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to build the thing. Uh And, you know... I wasn't looking for hundred dollar gifts to buy my kids exactly. Uh-huh. That said, it wasn't a ripoff. I mean, mm-hmm. they're very nice and seem to be pretty decent quality. Yeah. So it was it was a kind of a cool experience. Yeah, they're they're made out of plastic. I'm assuming they are plastic. Yes, uh-huh. but but they don't feel cheap. Nice. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people walking around in boxes, but they also have backpacks. Did I you see you this? Buy a backpack. I, I, saw I, backpack. I, yeah. I, I saw that, but I think that is. You also can buy a personality chip for them, so you can assign your droid to be Whoa. part of the resistance or part of the first order. Oh, uh, that's, that's cool. cool. 
And that and that's how they kind of know when they walk by each right. other whether they're going to be right. antagonistic yeah. or friendly or uh-huh. whatever. If one from one side sees one from the other side, are they like do they growl at each other and stuff? Something like that. Yeah. No, we didn't really Honestly. experience that that much, but yeah. you, you, th- those are thirteen dollars, and you put those on the inside of the droid. They plug in. I am I am kind of uh, very amused by the idea that both signature merchandise items are large and bulky and oh yeah it's like true. you buy things that are kind of big and what do you do with them i will say though that both of these are the souvenirs i wish existed everywhere else in the park uh-huh. everywhere else is all about like some apparel item or whatever that is not even specific to the area but these in particular are like clearly from that area yeah they are things i want to have they're not like they're not junk. Both of these, like Greg's saying that these are like quality droids. Like the, I, this lightsaber is legit. It's very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And I feel I feel very similarly. I wasn't looking to spend two hundred dollars, but like it's like a really nice item. Having to lug it around the whole day and take it home on the airplane and like yeah, <laughs> it so, just it seems yeah. r- rather challenging. So, to a me. couple things, yeah. So w- one, you can um, take them over to the first order station and they will take them to your hotel room for you. Oh, that's However, there's wait, there's they, a couple whoa, complications whoa, 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 whoa. with that. Do they take them to the hotel room? Really? They'll they'll deliver them to your hotel room. Yes. Like any of the hotels over okay, there. Okay, but there there's some qualifications here. Well, first of all, all right, okay. if you do that, you're missing out on the fun of carrying it around Star yes. Wars land, yeah, right, which is yeah. part of a little, which is part of what you're buying. Yep. Yeah. The other is they don't get delivered till the next day. Well, and I knew my kids yep. would be dying if they didn't have them that night at the hotel room yep. to have them roll around, and so it was, yep. just wasn't really a feasible option. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just mention one more thing about the droids. Uh, it's one thing that's going to be a killer is next time we go. To start to Galaxy's Edge, my kids are going to want to bring the droids back yep, because yep, walking yep. around with them is part of the fun. And yep. no way am I taking those things back on the plane, bringing yeah. yeah. them back to Disneyland. That is not going to happen. Totally. Got to make new ones, Greg. You <laughs> yes. Just got to make new ones. <laughs>